And welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast, fantasy preview for week 19. I am your host, Bruce Gunther. Joining me tonight from, he's out at the cabin somewhere in the woods, Devin Davidson. <laughs> hey, Bruce, how you doing? Good. <laughs> yeah, I am out at uh, Sheba Beach in Waka, Saskatchewan, uh, out of Waka Lake here. So, uh, Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's where well, my... They, they got decent internet there. You should be fine. Yeah, we're not we're not too far removed from civilization out here. Uh, we we're just checking my download speed here, Bruce, as you know. So, we it, it's enough <laughs> to get us through this episode, I think, uh, on this long weekend on a Sunday night. So, hopefully, no technical issues. Yeah, I hope not because it's all on your end. So, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent, it will be. <laughs> uh, all right. So, fantasy preview for week nineteen. And let's uh, let's jump right into it here. So we're going to start off with John's list. And oh, look, it's a reoccurring, uh, it's a reoccurring guest on the list tonight. So uh, John's list. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, you'll be undoubtedly familiar with John's list. John's shit list of players, past and present. We throw in a commissioner, GM, coach, or newsworthy topic from around the hockey world. Tonight's special guest is Mister Bennington. Shocker. Front. Find $5,000 for high-sticking Nationals Lucas Evangelista. It kind of, when you watch the video, it kind of looks like he was trying to look like he was trying to tap his goalpost with with a stick and he got a whole lot of Evangelista instead of the post. Yeah, I'll be 100% honest here. I didn't actually see the play, but I did see the, the notification come up and any chance I can get to, to dunk on uh, Jordan Bennington, I'm going to take. So <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah. The, the video I saw is uh, Bennington kind of came out of his net and kind of nodded that, hey, sorry, my bad. It was, yeah. it wasn't on purpose. So, cause yeah, it was a really weird play. That's the blues player come around with the puck and the Nashville player followed and cut it close to the net and looked like Bennington was just going to come out of his net. And all of a sudden the stick was in the face and the whistle blowing all the blues players like what the hell is going on. And a bit of a chump change fine for, for Jordan Bennington. So there you go. Yeah, he's just chalk it up to the list. Maybe he'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, you know, the other thing mm. I want to talk about, too, that we, we could touch on is um, the NHL officiating for the Edmonton Oilers in those two games. I think they they had nine penalties against and just two, four, or power plays against and, and two, four. Um, I, I really don't think that the Edmonton Oilers are that undisciplined, but... I could be wrong. I just found it very interesting. They got no help from the refs the last couple of games here. Uh, apparently, they don't want a repeat of the 16-game winning streak again, apparently. I guess I not. And, and kind of what caught my attention, actually, was the next thing here. And so this is kind of a nice segue into Fantasy Lock of the Week. But um, Connor McDavid, who is our Fantasy Lock of the Week this week, Bruce. He yeah, that had, was a pretty obvious one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 10, 10 points in, in three games here. But... Uh, yeah. just two minutes and nine seconds power play time on ice, and that represented a seventy-two percent power play share for Connor McDavid. So, to me, just playing just over two minutes on the power play—that's Connor McDavid. That that tells you yeah, how many power play opportunities they had this week. Not many. Not many. He's pretty bad. That's uh, that's almost brutal, considering he should be able to draw at least two on his own. Well, he, he draws tons of penalties, right? I, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I historically the past you know throughout his career and in the past few seasons he's been he's been great at drawing penalties, and they've had no luck this past week. Uh, hopefully that changes here moving forward. Yeah, they just they uh, escaped out of Dallas with a win. I saw. 
Yeah, that was a good game. Um, back and forth. I wasn't convinced that they were going to pull that one out, given that they had no Holloway and and Dylan, uh, sorry, and Calvin Pickard was starting. And, and nothing against Pickard, um, but he's not your starting goaltender. And you know, to lose a bit of depth in Holloway, and then the other thing that was really concerning was the fact that it's a, an afternoon start, right? And the Edmonton Oilers, Ugh, and, and us as fans know, they do not like those afternoon starts. They're brutal. Yikes! So that's all good. Yeah, they pulled it out. Yeah. Um, they look good. Good. Well, as Devin mentioned earlier, our fantasy lock of the week is the aforementioned Mr. Connor McDavid. He's pretty much rostered everywhere. If he, if he is not rostered in your league, you should go get him right now. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure <laughs> he's picked up everywhere. So as you mentioned, uh, 10 points in three games, which is pretty impressive. Well, he did have six assists in one game, so that kind of padded the numbers a little bit. First time for him in his career, which is maybe a little bit surprising, Bruce. Yeah, maybe. He hasn't he hasn't got up to eight yet? That's still Sam's record. Sam's record. So he's got a little ways to go there yet. So for sure, something to shoot for. Yeah. Next time Chicago's in town, anyway. Uh, let's see. So McDavid averaged just over twenty minutes to regular time on ice, as Devin mentioned earlier. Just a shade over two minutes power play time on ice, which is brutal. It should be a lot higher than that. Uh, so McDavid is on pace now for one hundred and thirty six points on the season. With 81 points to date, he is just 13 points shy of Nikita Kucherov for the scoring or lead in the scoring race. So that could be uh, interesting coming down to the wire here. See you know, what, the, uh, see what happens. The thing that I like about this is that Connor doesn't care. You know, no. the, the the Edmonton Oilers don't care about these individual accolades anymore. It's just let's go win a let's go win a Stanley Cup. And I think as fans, we're all kind of thinking the same thing. Like I I really don't give a rat's ass if Connor McDavid wins the scoring title this year. I don't care. I don't care if he wins any of these individual awards. I just want to see yeah. him win a Stanley Cup. That's all I care about. Yeah. And I think at this point, that's probably, if he could give every trophy and he had in his cabinet for that one, for a Stanley Cup victory, he'd do it. Yeah. That's, that's what it's, these are consolation prizes and I don't think he's much for that anymore. He's got enough of those. Uh, honorable mention here is uh, Nico Dawes, who is absolutely stellar this week. See breakdown below. So how far down below do I have to go? Well, I, I didn't want to give it away here, Bruce, because we're going to talk about him in our waiver wire targets. So um, uh, we'll keep the suspense. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just every- hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you get to the end of the episode. If you don't, <laughs> all you really need to know is that he was absolutely stellar this week, and. Uh, if he's available in your league, you're looking for some goaltender help, give him a look. But we'll talk about it more here in uh, in a few minutes. Yeah. And the other reason why you may not make it to the end of the podcast is Devin's internet will cut out. <laughs> it's a real possibility. I just turned off my camera here, and uh, you were starting to get a little bit weird on my end, Bruce, with the, oh. like, the, the voice and stuff was cutting in and out, so I just turned off my camera. Um, you don't need to look at my smiling face to talk to me. So I just got the little, little white dude in the gray circle, so we're That's all good. It. Yet the avatar. All right. Let's let's move on to Edgework NHL schedule for week 19. This is a segment where we put in the work to give you the edge for your fantasy hockey leagues. Each week the hacks will cover the schedule, waiver wire targets, and guide you to victory. As I hacked through the schedule here before we started the show tonight, <laughs> I made a whole bunch of changes because I screwed up and then realized I punched in the wrong schedule, so I had to change it all back. So here we are. 
All right. Welcome to week 19. The NHL schedule follows a familiar pattern this week with a total of 57 games on the slate. Three full days. Full days this week are Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. And the rest are light days. Late days are where 50% or fewer NHL teams are in action. In terms of, sorry, in terms of attempting to optimize the schedule for games played, uh, there are 19 teams this week that play four games. So uh, that's going to make some interesting fun. Uh, of those teams, only the Columbus Blue Jackets play all four of their games on light days. Three of those 19 teams, Winnipeg, Chicago, and Buffalo, play three of their games on late nights. And one last note as well, Arizona, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh play two of their three games on late days. Uh, the team to fade this week is San Jose as they only play two games this week. Don't so we fade San Jose week. every week, Bruce? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Although they have, have actually haven't been doing that bad, that too bad lately. They, they've been a, put a scare in a few teams. That's good. They have. But, you know, like all these teams, the Edmonton Oilers were this team for a long time, right? It's just in garbage oh, yeah. time. You, you play against those contenders and you just try to just yeah. try to be a disturber at the end of the season. Exactly. All right. To recap the schedule here. So there's 10 games on Monday. Tuesday's got eight games. Wednesday's got five. Thursday's got 11. Friday, three. Saturday is 13. And Sunday has seven. So all the teams are listed here in the show notes. I'm not going to rattle off all 19 teams that played four games. But they all, all are listed there. We will move now on to our waiver wire targets for week 19. Yeah, I forgot to change the number on that. <laughs> our waiver wire targets will be focused on players that are rostered in 50% roughly or less in Yahoo or Fantrax leagues. When considering players to target, we review recent performance, player deployment, upcoming schedule, and more. The first guy on the list here, I uh, actually kept. I was a little surprised when I was doing my uh, scouting report, and this guy popped up. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't expecting this. So, first guy here we have on the forwards list is uh, Kyle Palmieri from the New York Islanders, twelve percent rostered in Yahoo, twenty-eight in Fantrax. The Islanders play three games this week. They're on the road to Pittsburgh and St. Louis, and then they play Tampa Bay at home. He's playing on the second line with Brock Nelson and Peter Pierre Ingvall, and he's got a spot on power play one. Uh, Palmieri has been quite the uh, productive run as of late, posting nine points, five goals in his last nine games. I looked at that. I'm like, holy crap. That's, uh, that's going back to his New Jersey days when he did that. That's solid uh, production. But, yeah. It, you yeah. know, Kyle Palmieri, Bruce, has been a guy that I've streamed at times, and I'm sure you have as well. Yeah, um, he's been pretty quiet. I mean, the Islanders are not typically a, a team that you look at for fantasy purposes, but every once in a while, a guy like Palmieri surprise you. Um, Noah Dobson's having a hell of a season in in uh, in the island too. So yeah, there's there's some both my teams. <laughs> yeah, there's some fantasy fun to be had there, and and so Palmieri. I mean, twelve percent in Yahoo. He's available uh, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, well, and Palmieri was a, was a devil. He was consistently putting up over. 60 points a season, but when he got traded to the Islanders, it kind of dropped like a rock. Yeah. Which yeah. usually happens when you get traded to the Islanders. It sure does. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's playing alongside here. 30 goal man Brock Nelson doesn't uh, doesn't hurt, definitely. Uh, he's got a role in the top power play unit and provides some assur assurance offense, assurance offensive production. Shit. 
just Dear the point God, the dude. point there, Bruce, is is he's playing on the top he's, power he's, play units. So that's he's, it. he's doing well. He's doing well. Uh, he's doing well. He's doing well. Uh Palmieri Palmieri, six point uh, seven percent. Tevish also indicates further offense could be expected. And he's got nine shots on goal. I'm sorry, averaging nine shots on goal per sixty. That is two point six shots on goal uh per game. Per game. Okay, that's how that reads. There's too many. It looks like a freaking formula for like determining the speed of light or something like that. This <laughs> <laughs> is the best shot rate we've seen since the formal former devil since 2018, 2019. So yeah, you know, I, I had Gensel go, so I was looking to pick up Palmieri, but someone picked him up before I did. So I saw I that today with, in our ESPN league. Yeah. I ended up going with dun, 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 Victor Robertson because LA played a bunch of games this week. So that's why I went with. There you go. All right. Do you want to talk about our uh, next contestant? On The Price is Right. Yeah, we got uh, Shane Pinto here, center eligible for the Ottawa Senators. 20% rostered in Yahoo, 55% in Fantrax. They've got four games on the schedule this week, much like the rest of the league. Uh, Two road games, Tampa and Florida, and then they're at home to Dallas and Vegas. He's on line two with Ridley Gregg and Vladimir Tarasenko, as well as on Power Play 1. Uh, he's got eight points and three goals in his last 10 games played since returning from what I'm calling a questionable suspension, Bruce. It's hilarious to me that the NHL can plaster um, sports betting ads everywhere. You literally can't turn without seeing or stumbling into a, a sports betting ad somewhere. Yeah. And uh, for them to suspend him for 41 games for something that wasn't even related to, to hockey is actually, I, I just find that hilarious. But anyway, I digress. Um He's centering those two guys, like I said, Greg and Tarasenko. Uh, to me, that that should be appealing enough for most fantasy managers, but then a role on the top power play unit as well. And uh, nearly 19 minutes of time on ice over his five most recent games um, for sure should make him an option for fantasy managers this week. When you consider that four-game schedule, uh, it pretty much seems like a slam dunk. So Shane Pinto, uh, and he is very popular in dynasty formats. I think there's a lot of fantasy managers out there who um, understand the appeal of Shane Pinto moving forward. So give him a look. I like him a lot for this week. There you go. The, the big thing with the suspension, I don't think was so much that it was gambling. It was the fact that uh, he, he wasn't using his own gambling account. He gave it to his buddy to use, and it was his buddy that was doing it, I think is what was the problem. Well, I, I get it. That Yeah, you can't you can't hire someone else or you can't give someone else your, your credentials to, to do sports betting for you. Um. But I don't know. It's like then he's not even really doing it. He's just letting someone else do it on his behalf. So I I, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing to me, Bruce, it, it seemed pretty heavy handed. Forty one <laughs> games for that. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 oh. and really it's just funny. Be, like I don't agree with what he's doing necessarily, but the fact that the NHL is going to promote sports betting, you know, on one hand, and then on the other, yeah. well, no, you were sports betting. Like we're going to suspend you for forty one games. The whole thing just seems a little bit outrageous, but. Well, the NFL suspended a wide receiver from the Atlanta Falcons for an entire season for sports betting. Yeah, and I, I think the NHL, or so, like I, I think they did want to suspend him. They wanted to send a pretty strong message. I remember uh, Elliot Friedman was talking about it on Thirty Two Thoughts podcast that they they wanted to give him a, a full season and and make it pretty clear yeah. that if you're if you're doing any sort of sports betting at all, anything that's that's you're not supposed to be like I, these guys know they know the rules, right? I'm sure it comes up with the, with the union and the players association. They, they understand what they can and can't do, but um, yeah. So he, he got 
a bit of a break here, and it was only 41 games, but I don't know. I gave Ottawa time to get some cap space for him, so. There you go. <laughs> All right. Next contestant on the list is Mr. Philip Kurishev, the Chicago Blackhawks. He is currently rostered 1% in Yahoo, 1%. Yikes. Uh, 26% in Fantrax. Chicago's got four games this week. They are on the road to Carolina, home to Philadelphia, Winnipeg, and Detroit. He is playing on line one with Connor Bedard and Nick Foligno. He's also got a spot on power play one. So if you can't roster Connor Bedard, the next best thing right now in Chicago is probably Philip Kershev. Seven points, one goal in his last five games. Kershev is on pace for 53 points over 82 games this season. Top line, power play one next to Bedard, along with four games coming up on the schedule, makes Kershev a must-add option. Most definitely. And at 1%, you can pretty much find him everywhere. Yeah, and I think, you know, pretty uh, limited risk, too. If it doesn't pan out for a week, uh, you just let that go. Yeah. Let that guy go. So, exactly. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about Mr. Confer? Yeah, we've talked about JT Confer in the past. Uh, left wing, right wing eligible for the Detroit Red Wings. 15% in, rostered in Yahoo, 30% in Fantrax. Another guy with four games on the upcoming week against Seattle, Colorado, St. Louis, and Chicago. Uh, what I really like about Comfer here, though, is, is his deployment. He's on that uh, second line with Alex DeBrinkett and Lucas Raymond, and he's got a nice role on power play one. Um, you, know, you can't really argue with that type of deployment. And then 32 points in 49 games played. The former Av, ha- he's on pace for 54 points, uh, which would be a new career high for him. Then we've got eight points, four goals in his last 10 games played. Uh, there's some concerns when reviewing his individual shooting percentage. His ish is iffy, Bruce, at 20%. It's a nice ish. It's a nice ish. And then the, the Tevish nice the Tevish at 12% is also a concern. So, um, <laughs> But as a shorter-term streaming option, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to complain about here. If you're looking for some offense for the upcoming week, you could probably do a lot worse than JT Comfort and left wing, right wing eligible. So if you're in a setup where that, yeah. that matters, position matters, it's always nice to have dual eligibility. Absolutely. That's what I look for when I'm rostering in Yahoo is eligibility in more than one, more than one position. We like utility players, right? I mean, a guy like Evan Rodriguez Absolutely. had a lot of value early in the season when he was left wing, right wing and center eligible and putting up a pile of points. Exactly. All he was missing was the goaltender when you could put him in there if you needed to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bad joke. Next. All right. Next one on the list is Jake Neighbors, St. Louis Blues. Uh, I don't think he plays defense, though. But he I definitely doesn't, Bruce. So I'll have to look into that. Oh. Uh, I'll, get that one. <laughs> I'll get that tidied up oh. for you. <laughs> Roster 18% in Yahoo, 38% in Fantrax. St. Louis has got three games this week. They've got the Leafs, the Islanders, and the Red Wings. Uh, he is on line two with Braden Shant and Kasperi Kapanen. He also has a spot on power play one. Uh, Mr. Neighbors is having a fantastic season for the Blues. And with 19 goals and 54 games to date, he could flirt with 30 goals this season. Really? He could. Really pay attention. I could. Yeah, really pay I, attention I, I think if we're getting technical, Bruce, it's he's on pace for 29 goals, but... Um, He's right there. So I think uh, wow. if, if all continues to go well and if, if he maintains his current deployment, if Braden Shen stays hot, you know what? There's an outside chance he scores 30 this year. That'd be fantastic. 
Uh, he's also left wing, right wing eligible in Yahoo, just so you know. Very nice. Uh, she is a first rounder in 2020. The 21 year old has carved out a nice little role on the second line and first power play unit. Over his last nine games, Neighbors has nine points, five goals, five power play points, 60% power play share, power play share, sorry. And for Bangers Leagues, he is contributing 1.22 hits per game. He did a number on the Oilers the other day, too. He had like three points, didn't he? I believe so. Um, yeah, the, the other, I didn't even watch that game, Bruce, to be honest. I had a hockey game myself that night. And when I saw they were down 5-2 heading into the third period, I didn't even bother watching it. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch the game either. Uh, we've got a couple of honorable mentions here, too. We've got Mr. Oliver Bjorkstrand. He's a frosted 40% in Yahoo 64 and Fantrax. Nicholas Raw, which, uh, and Ivan Barbashev, which you'll remember from a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, Waugh has 14 points, three goals in his last 10. He's on pace for 55 points over a full 82 game season. Vegas plays four games this week. And with the top line power play two role with the squad, Raw is a must add for the upcoming week. That was not what I expected as a description for those three guys, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Bjorkstrand too, Bruce, just going back to him quickly. I believe he's on pace for 62 points this season. Jeez. And if I read correctly, I think he's on pace for 30 or 35 power play points this year. Oh, wow. So I, I have to fact check that, but I know it was a pretty substantial number for Bjorkstrand uh, in terms of power play production. So, if that's if that's something you're looking to fill in is your your power play points, um, yeah, he's got, he's got 18 right now, Bruce, in 54 games. So whatever that works out to be, yeah, that'll put him pretty close to uh, 27 27 power play. Yes, yeah, so he's he's close to yeah. 30 power play points on the year. Uh, could could be very nice, very very nice. Yeah. All right, that does it for forwards. On to defenseman. Devin, you want to talk about the first one? Sure. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about Jonas Brodin, but he appears to be a popular pickup this week. Uh, really, I think we all know the guy to own in Minnesota is Brock Faber at this point. But uh, if he's taken Jonas Brodin, 5% rostered in Yahoo, 21% in Fantrax, uh, four games on the schedule this week, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Seattle. Uh, Vancouver's the only home contest. The rest are on the road. He's on the second pairing with Zach Bogosian. Uh, no power play time that I was really aware of. Six points and two goals in his last eight games. And then with that four-game schedule I just mentioned, does make him a popular pickup for the upcoming week. Uh, over those eight games, he's averaged two blocks per game and over 24 minutes of ice time. So there is some category coverage there as a bonus. Um, maybe more of a deep league ad type of situation, but just somebody to keep an eye on regardless. And Excuse me. Actually, what I find interesting here, too, Bruce, is, is it against, like, you look at this schedule and go, oh, that's kind of a rough schedule, right? you got Vancouver, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Seattle. Um, but this guy is kind of a blocks monster. So if you've got teams like Vancouver, Winnipeg, Edmonton, you know, those are three of the top, whatever, 10 teams in the league. Um, they're going to put a lot of pucks on net, and Brodeen's going to be there blocking a lot of shots, I think. So uh, yeah, if you need some blocks, I think he could be a, a big help for the upcoming week. Yeah, if you got a category league, you need some blocks to be the be the one to add for the week. 
All right, next we've got Mr. Tori Krug from the St. Louis Blues. Uh, he's been on here a couple of times this year. 25% rostered in Yahoo, 55 in Fantrax. They've got three games this week. He's on the second pair with Matt Kessel. He's got his, he's currently has the power play one spot for St. Louis. So following his career high five assist game against Montreal on the uh, 11th, Krug is now nine points, one goal in his last eight games and is on pace for 43 points over its 82-game season. Of those nine points, four of them have come with the man advantage, where Krug is averaging just over three and a half minutes power play time on ice. That's a 56% share. Chipping in with, with one hit and one block per game over that stretch further adds to Krug's fantasy appeal. Lastly, it is worth noting that the Blues power, power play quarterback is shooting just 1.7% this season. Ouch which is well down from his three-year percentage, which is five, and his career average, which is just under that at 4.8. Yikes, 1.7%. That's like me shooting. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the rest of the way, he could uh, we could see some some positive regression here for, for Tory Krug. Be nice to see. He hasn't really been a great fit, in, at least what at least I think they signed him for in, in St. Louis, which would be their power play quarterback in that, so... Well, and then they wanted to ship him out to Philadelphia, right? And he, he kiboshed yeah. that. So there, there's been some friction in St. Louis. It, it hasn't been a perfect fit. You're right. But I, I don't know. Um, could could be a a better stretch the rest of the way here for him. Yeah. some Get some, put some points on the board, get some leeway. Maybe he'll <laughs> trade him to a contender. Who knows? Who knows? Or you like St. Louis. All right. Are we going to flip to talk about the next guy or do you just want to do it? I'll talk about the next guy. I, I like Brant Clark. I think we've talked about him <laughs> lots, Bruce. Um, yeah, I, I, while we talked about him in the summer, we had high hopes for this guy. I know um, Ryan and Evan are both big on Brant Clark. I think if you ask Ryan, um, who covers Dynasty content for us on the podcast here, I, I believe he has him ranked at the top in terms of defensive prospects uh, coming into the league here. So... Lots of praise for this guy, but uh, just 6% rostered in Yahoo, 47% in Fantrax for the LA Kings. Three games this week, Columbus, Nashville, and Anaheim. So those are pretty juicy mashups too if you're the LA Kings. Uh, he's on that third pairing with Andreas Englund and on power play two. But as I said, he's got a real nose for offense. Um, and he sure picked a dramatic way, Bruce, to score his first NHL goal. Yeah. Coming out of the penalty box in overtime, scores the game winner on a breakaway. He's got four points, one goal in his last four games. He's averaging nearly one hit per game, two blocks per game, and 209 power play time on ice. Uh, that's a 39% power play share. So lots to like there about Brant Clark. Um, no surprise he's rostered nearly 50% in Fantrax leagues where dynasty formats are much more prevalent. Mm -hmm. But he's going to be a big-time player in the near future. Just imagine for a second if Drew Doughty has any sort of injury trouble down the stretch here. Yep. This guy's going to soak up all the power play one time. So um, he's producing regardless, but there there could be some real uh, upside there too if he gets a chance on power play one. Yeah, just checking Doughty's. Doughty is there for a while yet. He's got three more years on his deal. But I could see Bruce like maybe not next year, but even the year after, they they finally give Brant Clark the, the reins on power play one, right? Like even now, I like I said, he's playing over two minutes on the power play. You know, so he's getting 40. So right now it's a 40-60 split. 
yeah. who's to say next year isn't a 50-50 and then maybe the year after that it's 60-40 or 65-35 because yeah. as Drew Doughty gets older and it's nothing against Drew Doughty he's a fantastic defenseman but as he gets older and and yeah. he's going to focus more on the defensive side of the game and, and less on the power play right so yeah there's uh there's only what 13 years difference between them in age so well and Brant Clark at every level has been elite, well. elite, elite, right? Like he, yeah. I think he's broken records in junior and in the AHL uh, in terms of offensive output. So lots to like there. I mean, for anyone that plays Dynasty, they know all about this guy. But for yeah, for anyone who just kind of plays more of the season long stuff, like we enjoy Bruce uh, Brent <laughs> Clark is a guy to look at. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. That does it for a defenseman. Let us move on to goaltenders. So the first guy we've got here is Mr. Lucas Dostal. He is uh, another returning returning contestant here. He has been rostered. He is, sorry, rostered 6% in Yahoo, 36% in Fantrax. Anaheim has got four games this week. They're on the road to Buffalo. They're really there. Oh, my God. They're doing a ton of traveling. Is that right? They're on the in in Buffalo. At home to Columbus, in LA, and then home to Nashville. Dear God, that's a schedule. Holy crap! Uh, yeah, it's like I don't know where Columbus is, but like at Buffalo, home to, like that's a long way to go just for. Hope that's not a back to back either. Uh, anyway, uh, John Gibson left Thursday's contest with an upper body injury, and it feels like he's been nicked up way too frequently this season. Uh, for Dostal, this will be a uh, part has been better. He, oh, God. My English is sucking today. He's been better as of late, allowing two or fewer goals in his last three. Uh, thrust three of his four. Oh, my God. And three of his last four, Bruce. Thank you. Three of his last four. I, my English is not good tonight. <laughs> it's all good. It's all Maybe we should have had some caffeine before we started this. Uh, posting a 3.77 goals against average and a 9.04 save percentage. Not great numbers, but the Ducks do play three of their four games on off nights this week. And if Gibson is still dealing with any lagging injury issues, Dostal could play as many as three games this upcoming week. Because, yeah, other than basically the L.A. game, that's... Well, even L.A., they're all winnable games because that's... One of those battles of California. Yeah, and it, one thing I want to mention here too, though, is this was written before last night's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they were shelled. I think last I checked, the score was seven two. I think they was it nine two that game finished. It was a little ugly, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a really rough outing here for Lucas Dostal. So uh, he had four goals against on eighteen shots, a twelve goals against average, and a seven seven eight save percentage. Um, so obviously a really rough outing for him, but. I think if you're looking for goaltender help, uh, you could be a little bit selective. Buffalo, Columbus, and even Nashville are pretty winnable matchups for Anaheim, and that's a guy that I'd feel comfortable rolling out in certain scenarios. So um, despite, obviously, a terrible outing against the Leafs last night. Yeah, well, the Leafs actually showed up for a game for a change. That's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. Just ask the Leafs fans about how good Austin Matthews is this year. They'll tell you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> when he scores, he's great. When he's not scored, they want to trade him to Arizona. Yeah, you know All what? Right. He, he might score 70 this year. We'll we'll see what happens. But I, I think Leafs fans and probably Austin Matthews is in a similar situation where 
do they really care about individual accolades either at this point? They just want to see some playoff success. Uh, I think the Leaf fans will be happy for any award they get, but yeah, I'm pretty sure the Leaf players <laughs> would be saying the same thing. Yeah, there you go. Last year they won the trophy. They got out of the first round, so they got the out of the first round trophy, which was great, and then they just didn't show up in the second round. You got to show up. You got to win 16 games. Exactly, and they won four, and they thought they won the Stanley Cup. At least it sure looked that way anyway. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. How about, uh, you want to chat about Mr. Morazic? Yeah, we're kind of swinging for the fences a little bit here, Bruce. Um, scraping the bottom of the barrels, we like to say, in terms of, of goaltenders this week. But uh, Peter Morazic yeah. for Chicago, he's 33% rostered in Yahoo, 46% in Fantrax. Another team, yet again, with four games on the schedule. So Carolina, Philly, Winnipeg, and Detroit. Um as probably everybody knows at this point, Connor Bedard has returned to the lineup, uh, making the club a little less pathetic, at least from a fantasy perspective, uh, and also making Peter Mrazek a little more palatable for streaming purposes. So uh, wins are still going to be hard to come by for this guy. He's 3-7-0 for the month of January. Uh, but during the month of January, he did post some impressive numbers. So he was 222 goals against, a 925 save percentage, and a 6.22 goals saved above average. February wasn't quite as impressive. Um, I think he had a 2.5 goals against and a, like a 918 save percentage, but still really solid numbers for a guy who's playing on a bottom feeder like the, the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, hard to argue with a guy that's got a sub three goals against average and a 909 save percentage on one of the absolute worst teams in the league. And then, like I said, add to that a four-game schedule. I think if you're looking for goaltender help, there could be worse options Maybe not many, but there, you know, I, I think Mrazek could uh, contribute for those certain categories, goals against and save percentage. Well, and Chicago's not getting blown out either. It's not like the Anaheim game with the Leafs the other night. Like they're, they're in it. Yeah. Which, which helps too. So your numbers won't be too bad anyway. I think they're a team that they, they surprise. Like I think they're still, it's a bunch of young guys who, who still want to play well. They still want to, you yeah. know, well, they yeah. want to come out. They want to put a good effort, right? That's what yep. they they're working. They're working hard out there. That's they're doing their best. Exactly, exactly. All right, we got a couple of honorable honorable mentions here as well. Uh, Mr. Peter Kachekov, Carolina Hurricanes. So he's rostered sixty one in Yahoo, sixty four in Fantrax. Coming out of the Christmas break, Kachekov has been excellent. Seven two and zero over his last ten with a two point zero six goals against average. 923 save percentage and a 4.71 goal save above average. Yes, sir. With injuries to Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta. Shocker, yeah. Uh, the crease should largely belong to Kochetkov, which is good because I have him in one league. <laughs> I need a goaltender in that league. So he's, he's looked good, and Carolina seems to be getting back to that. Um... That goalie, that, that that goalie friendly fantasy setup we've been used so used to. Definitely. And last but not least, we were teasing about everyone at the beginning of the podcast, Mr. Nico Dawes for the New Jersey Devils. 18% in Yahoo, 29% in bad tracks. Three wins in his last four starts while posting a 2.02 goals against average, 942 save percentage, and a 5.15 goal save above average. Season high 45 stops against Flyers Saturday night. That was the outdoor game, was it not? 
Yeah, that was at MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's been fantastic this week with Vanacek uh, dealing with whatever he's dealing with. But with those types of numbers, it's going to be really hard to go back to a guy like Vanacek who has not been great this year. No, and trade trade rumors are swirling all around too. They've got uh, Twitter seems to think that Markstrom is heading to the heading to the Devils. So at least that's what the rumor mill is saying. Well, good. He'll be their problem now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Other than that, it looks like that is uh, that was the last player on the list. That that's it for tonight, Bruce. That's. Uh... That's it. That's, That's all folks. It for tonight. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on Twitter or X at FH Hacks and on Instagram at Fantasy Hockey Hacks. Don't forget to check out our live show, Hacks Hangout, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Mountain Time on EdmontonSportsTalk.com and on YouTube.com slash Heavy Hockey. All right, everyone. Have a good week. We will talk to you next week. Yep. Have a good night, Bruce. Uh, hey, one other thing I want to mention quick before we go. Yeah. We are on our way to Edmonton next weekend for the Heavy Hockey Showdown. Um, I have failed to do this, but I, I, I'm going to set up our our page, Bruce, uh, for donations. And uh, we don't have much time left. We don't have much time left. It's it's next week, so if you're in the area, if you're going to be in Edmonton, be sure to stop by. Uh, it's for a good cause. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Bruce will be there, John will be there, I'll be there, Tyler's going to be there. Um, we're looking forward to it. And uh, be sure to check out the socials for some updates as we're there. Sounds good. All righty, sir. Take care. Hey, good night.